Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 167 of the Lower Root Lessons podcast. This is my second attempt at recording an episode for this week. Uh, Carter and I tried to record something earlier, and we ran into a lot of technical difficulties. So he had to go, and now I am joined with Ro and Poppy. And we're going to talk Tears of the Kingdom, Pokemon, or whatever else we can come up with. Yeah. Kind of just shoot the shit, if you will, for a little while and fill in an episode this week. How's it been going, boys? It's been all right. I'm I'm happy. That's good. Manny, Manny and I are going to a couples counseling tomorrow. <laughs> I forgot. After Celtics that, and 76. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Not great, um, but uh, hoping that, that the, uh, the therapist that I got the two of us will uh, help us make it through the last week and a half of our friendship. Yeah. Um, so while Poppy's a little preoccupied at the moment, I figured we'll go over what we're doing today. Um, so the main part of this episode is going over our regulation C tier list, uh, with one Carter and I did, I think it's been about a month or so ago now. Um, we're going to kind of look over that, make some adjustments and things like that. Um, move some Pokemon around probably because the format has changed a little bit and we'll kind of, kind of try and maybe predict where it's going to go before we get to NAIC. Sound good, boys? Tears Maker of the Kingdom. That's an episode of the yeah. Tears Maker of the Kingdom. <laughs> Tears Maker of the Kingdom. Episode title right there. Got it done. I was also going to just like maybe edit the thumbnail to be like Friendship Ended with Pokemon Tears of the Kingdom, my new best friend. I thought about doing that too, but that's too much work for me. No, real talk before we get into the thing. Tears of the Kingdom coming out like a month and a half before NAIC. Um, oh, it's detrimental to everybody's team building. Not great. Not great for me at all. Uh, actually, that is another thing that we should actually lead off on. Um, so NAIC dates, uh, registration dates and times it's, have been uh, May announced. May 17th is, is wave one. If I remember yeah, right. Yeah, so I'm holding it up right here. Um, so it's... Where are you? Come on, come on. We have so the it. first wave is going to be May 17th at 9 a.m. Eastern. Super. Second wave will also be May 17th at 5 p.m. Eastern. Okay. And the final wave will be May 18th at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. So those are your three uh, time slots. Mm-hmm. As well, supplies last, so hopefully everyone can get in. Uh, personally, I will be shooting for the May 17th at 9 a.m., that first wave, so I can get through with it and just be done with it. And then after, um, this is also when you can get like your spectator passes yeah. as well and such. Part of me really wants to go because that's also uh, NA Finals for the Unite Championship Series, hmm. um, which that's going to be live there. Um, but money says otherwise, so I will not be attending. <laughs> that, I don't have a ride out there, so. I could fly, but airplane tickets from Missouri to anywhere is expensive as heck, so flying's never really an option. I, as of right now, it looks like I'll be driving with, um, uh, Nishant and uh, Jacob, a couple of uh, my double darms and local New England friends. There you go. Um, and potentially, like, we might have another person or two in the car. Um, I- I'm excited. It's going to be the only major 
of uh, the inaugural season of Scarlet and Violet for me, so gotta really make it count. Um, I think Poppy, you're going too to NAIC. Yeah, I'm going, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be playing. Like I'm seventy, eighty percent sure. I want to play TCG. Yeah, this. that's always it's always fun mm-hmm. to just go in general. Like if I do go, yeah. I would probably just be spectating just so I can go watch the Unite stuff because that's all I'm yeah. really interested in. Like I'm not interested in playing VGC, but it, I also can't justify spending that much money to just go watch Unite live that I can watch on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I want to play TCG. I've been trying to jump into TCG. I haven't gone to to like locals or anything, but mm-hmm. I went to a pre-release for the scarlet and violet set i thought it was pretty it was fun super fun and my, my like, first ever pokemon event was a was the like the diamond and pearl pre-release and i yeah. won that event and i thought i was like all hot shit and <laughs> then i went to my first states and i went one in five or something and realized yeah, that i actually was yeah it, it takes a lot of work but i've been it talking does. to a buddy of mine um he goes by Merrick on some of the Discord, but um, he's been kind of telling me, "Hey, you should probably try this for it's kind of meta. It's kind of a meta call." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. I'll try yeah, whatever." Sure. But, yeah, that when you get yeah. into TCGs, it's great to just have like large play groups and friend groups because they kind of experience the formats in different ways. Especially for like back when I played Magic a ton, it was nice having. 10 15 people that like you played with consistently because they all played with different decks they all knew kind of like what to expect into certain going into certain events and you could kind of all metagame with each other to kind of essentially control how the format would play out in a certain event now granted it's it's much harder to do at regional size scale but it's definitely nice having that extra play group to play with he um he convinced me to play uh Gardevoir EX with uh, Mewtwo V Union, <laughs> and it's gonna be fun. I'm just waiting on uh, the uh, <clears throat> next set to drop because there's a couple cards in there that I need. Like Iono, he's gonna okay. be pretty huge. She's like the new Marnie. Yeah, I was about to say. I thought I saw that effect on a different card before, or something similar to that to its effect. But it, mm-hmm. it'd be a, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like uh, shuffle, or not shuffle, shuffle your hand into the bottom of your deck. Yeah, and, and it's like... Draw five yeah. or something. It's something like, like it's, that. It's I don't draw know. prize card, so equal to prize cards or draw five or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that is... It's um, opponent draws four, you get five. So that's... I think that's similar to N... Like to N. Yeah, it's like N and Marnie, or something like that. Yeah. Or so I've been told. And, um... N is N is I believe you go and you shuffle your hand and you just draw the cards, well, to the number of prize cards remaining, which is the same exact effect of the Pokemon of uh, Team Rocket's admin, which came out in the Fire Red Leaf Green set. Mm-hmm. So that that was the one I remember. Um. Sometimes I, w- I I think I'm like I I should like play TCG again, especially because like that's like where it started for me. And then I look at my wallet and uh, <laughs> you cry. planning weddings is a pretty expensive. Oh man, um, there's um there's a version of the Guardi Gardevoir EX deck that um 
Well, they started brewing, like, you know how sets drop, and then there's, like, this one card that's like, okay, this is going to synergize well with that. Yeah. And then it's going to synergize with a card that's still legal that's, like, years ago. Yep. And um, right now, it's Champions Festival. Mm, I've heard about I've heard this. About okay. This. Yeah. I, I know it's, this one. <laughs> yeah, it's a stadium card that lets you heal 10 HP mm-hmm. for each of your... Active Pokemon, I think it's the opponent's active Pokemon, or yours, but it's insanely crazy, but it synergizes really well with Trifloon, which has um, an attack that does 30 times the amount of damage counters it has on it, and why it synergizes so well with that is because it synergizes again with the Gardevoir EX, which its attack lets you it's a ability that lets you attach psychic energy onto Pokemon, and in turn, you get to put like I don't remember the exact number here. Got so he's got it ready right there. Let's go. Oh, look at that! Psychic embrace as often as you like. During your turn, you may attach a basic energy card from your discard pile to one of your. Psychic Pokemon. If you attach energy to the to a Pokemon in this way, put two damage counters on that Pokemon. You can't use that ability. You can't you can't use this ability on a Pokemon that would be knocked out. Mm-hmm. So there is now another card called Charm something Charm. And um it lets it adds 150 HP. Hold on, let me look. Sounds like Big Charm. Yeah, Big Charm. uh, It's Courage Charm. Courage Charm. Okay, I was about to say, it sounds like a Big Charm, but it's not quite that. The basic Pokemon this card is attached to gets 50 HP. Now we look at Drifloon. I'm assuming that puts it up above 100 or something similar. Yeah, it puts it at... Its uh, HP is 70, so it puts it at 120. Its attack is Balloon Blast for two Psychic. And this attack does 30 damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. So you add that with Psychic Embrace, you can set it up like turn two mm-hmm. with uh, I other cards. A good bit of damage. Anyhow, yeah. it'll, it, you could get it up to, I think, with uh, Champions Fest, which lets you recover each turn you can get it up to i think 330 it should be, it should be 330 because you get a, you can get 11 yeah. damage counters on the drift loop. yeah and uh, yeah that, 330 that and that knocks out just the mind everything. blowing amount of damage i was about to say yeah. i don't i don't know anything v max wise so, on the top of my head or v star that would survive that yeah so because of this like synergy this crazy it's coming the charm card is coming out in the new in the next set which is in january just like a couple weeks before um naic and um because of that champions fest has been going for like it's skyrocketed in price yeah it's like four hundred dollars and above and like the uh asking price the Regular asking price on TCG 
our TCG player is 270 mm-hmm. and people are asking for like the cheapest yeah. I found was like 390 it's amazing like, what happens especially when a card is limited like like champions festival is yeah and it's, it's all promo they're all promo I'm yeah. currently I'm currently looking at it's uh, a price charting website mm-hmm. for Pokemon cards and it's currently grading out an ungraded version is grading out right now at 200 just a hair under 200 dollars yeah. uh its peak which was february 21 was coming in at and that was like the major craze when like anything pokemon was going for whatever is 500 was 570 and yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the without, things i don't think that's it without the speculation yeah. What it's gonna do in the meta now, and people are just asking for right crazy, now, crazy prices. P, PSA ten is five seventy five, and also just one of the things that just to add that in for people who don't know, a Champions Festival it is a promo card that you can only get for being a participant at the World Championships. Yep. So it's. One of the reasons why it is so expensive is because it's not like your usual super rare card where, yeah, they, they it's a rare card, but they print enough. They only print enough for the people who go to Worlds. So, like, I've seen, like, like I saw, like, Aaron Trailer like, tweeted out that, like, he was, like, looking through all his old stuff to try to find his promos all, all of a sudden all of the vgc players yeah you who go, got all of these you um promo yeah. cards are like coming into like literally like if if you have if you've made worlds a few times recently and you kept the cards in decent shape you're literally coming into like thousands of dollars probably enough to spend uh to go to worlds this year <laughs> i to say go uh, to go to yokohama and actually like afford <laughs> to go to worlds this year yeah and get another yeah. one <laughs> And then the cycle continues. You could probably flip it right then and there for someone who needs a playset. 100%. Um, 100%. I've seen... So, let me... Like, my favorite TCG stories are always about people buying sealed product to try and find the cards they need because vendors don't have what they're looking for. Um, Yeah. I've watched people just open... It works for Magic and Pokemon the same way. I've watched people just open Magic sets. Like, they'll buy booster boxes there and just rip through them to find whatever rares they are. And then they just the vendor just sits there and watches them as they go through all these boxes. And they literally just take the rares that they don't want, give it back to the vendor to try and get a discount on another box to find the cards they're looking for, like, the morning of. Yeah, It's, it's- insane. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I know um, when I was at Secaucus, uh, Bees, shout out Bees, uh, played, um, they were playing TCG um, at Secaucus, and I think they, I forgot, they needed like, they were playing Intellian Arceus, they needed one more card, and so when we got that to the venue, one of the first things that we did was go to like a vendor, a vendor, so they can get, like, get the card. It was only like a four or five dollar card, so it was easy to find. But still, it's like that, oh, that last minute, like, I need this card thing. Like, sometimes it's just, it's, you just gotta be lucky and just hope the vendor has it. Um, and this this is all Carter's fault. <laughs> because he brought Tiff, and I, I love Tiff. She's great. But she got me into it. She, yep. she That's how they get you. 
Well, I thought you were going to say this is Carter's fault because we've been talking about TCG <laughs> on our VGC podcast because Let, Carter let's be is real here. Like... We're we're just a Pokemon podcast now. We just cover anything yeah. Pokemon anymore. It doesn't really. Matter. I, I mean, yeah. We try to talk VGC when there's stuff going on, but because there's nothing happening this this past weekend, because we're waiting for Hartford. So there's not yeah, really anything yep. VGC to really yeah, talk right? about. It uh, it'll be Hartford's this weekend. The weekend of it's gonna be fun. This episode going up, yes. Mm-hmm. So. It's gonna be fun. I will be at a wedding twenty minutes away from the venue. I will be at home. About. <laughs> Won't be able to attend. I will be at a, a local, hopefully the following weekend uh, in uh, Massachusetts um, Memorial Day weekend. My fir- my first free weekend, and I'm spent. I'm probably going to spend one of those days at a Pokemon tournament. I didn't even realize Memorial Day weekend is less than like two weeks away. That's insane. Same same with me. It, it's <laughs> one thing after another. Insane. Memorial Day weekend always marks the start of just like go out on the boat season. I miss my boat. I miss my lake house. No, I swear I'm not rich, guys. I know, like both of you. Are you sure? You are giving your both. I am positive. Both of you are giving me that look. For the for those, this is a a a deep cut that no one you've listening outside of like four people is going to get. I am a working class. Sure. That's his story. You need sticking to it. Yeah. I, I am sticking to it. <laughs> Let's pull the cheer list up before you Okay, so now that we've gotten all the uh, nonsense out of the way early, let's talk about this tier list real quick. Because I, I don't think we'll be making a ton of changes to it because a lot of the stuff is going to probably stay the same or close to it. Um, the big thing is probably just looking at some of the Pokemon that are in the good tier and maybe moving it down or up or whatever. Um, I know Poppy hasn't really been playing a whole lot of Regulation C. He's been doing more of the uh, TCG Unite stuff. Um, yeah. And I, honestly, I'm in the same boat. I play a little bit on Showdown, but I haven't built a team in months. <laughs> we start this in alphabetical order, please? How do you how do you want to start this in alphabetical order? Because there's because A is for Obama Snow and want... Obama Snow is not niche. It's good. We're starting with this. <laughs> you want you I'm want to talk a about fight Obama with Snow Carter okay. right now? I am picking a fight with Carter right now. <laughs> Let's Top talk about four at a major. It's good. Yeah, but then um, like Stony J or Stone Joiner, my buddy uh, er, he plays top eight. Uh, Richard Rappa. Good dude. He's one of the Georgia guys. Um, like it placed, but is Manny, it Manny? Is Manny. it good? I think it's good. Isn't. <laughs> I think Obama top eight is top four. Like, top four, but who played it? Who? It was uh, that was nails. And I will also go and say this: like, like outside of me, just like being completely biased because hashtag Ice King forever. Um, Snow is like a legitimate. It's legitimately popular. And honestly, at least from what a lot, like, I know Ray Grayso said this in one of his videos where he's seen more pal, like, not palafin snow, uh, more like bundle snow than like palafin balance on like the Japanese ladder. Like in Japan, it's a legitimately like very good and very popular team. It's their meta is based mostly around snow and Dondozo. 
and which is different from the Western one. one. It is best of one, but still, it's like in the grand scheme of things. Like, like I'd say, I'm saying it's good. It's not niche. Okay. Yeah, I would. Um, I would I, say Obama's nose probably reached the good tier. You've you've got a you've got a um consider metas because like, no I I do each region has their like weird meta because like right now I think NA is all balance or palafin balance um, I, I yeah I think NA overall to moved a little away Japan from is still using Don Dozo. And, you um, see, you see Don Dozo in NA events. Like I think Don Dozo is yeah. playing. You, you don't see it as much now because like, it, Palif- it, 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 it also just got a top four recently. Don Dozo's um, got back to back top fours. Yeah, it's great. It's still really good. I'm just saying, like Palafin Balance is like the team. It is, and like no, even though it had, it didn't have a great showing in uh the last regional i think it's palafin yeah. uh palance is still the team um but snow is but i think it's more so by moving like amaso from like niche to good um is because like what you also have we have the two other the other two weathers weather weather setters that made a uh, top four already in good in uh titar and torkoal and i think it's just more so the fact that snow has gone from a shoot ha ha funny team to i i think at least like right now in this especially in this moment right now in the meta snow is a don't give me that look poppy (laughs) (laughs) snow is a like legitimate team that you can go into an event with and feel good about and i think it's also a team that you need to prep for like if you don't have a snow matchup prepped um it's like just like another version of hyper offense that can really run your i'm not yes know is snow good or is just iron bundle really good you know what i mean i mean if we're going to really like strip it down yeah, that much strip it down like i'm about to say it's blizzard's obama snow, like let's just okay obama snows okay but it's good a focal point of the team is or teams is how hard uh iron bundle hits Obama snow does what? Snow warning and set up, which is great. Which is good. It's 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 a job. You need a job to be done. And um, iron bundles into your heavy lifting most of the time. And like on the off chance a titan comes on some team, first like slush rush. Is it slush rush that it has? Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, slush, yeah, slush rush. rush. Yeah. So that, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Still, no, no, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, I still think it's. And it's then, good like, Iron Bundle is good, but. Well, there's a reason uh, Iron Bundle is, is like up near it's the top. Snow, or is just Iron Bundle good? That makes like snow. Kind of viable, because of it. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm picking up what you're putting down. Because. <laughs> That, that's my. That's no, my I, 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 I do, but I, I will say this: I do think it is. I'd say like, like the first thing, like there's, there's, there's a few mons who I like would they move it up, but I, I think it's, I think it's better than niche. Like there's, there's think... one player, that not just nails, but um, uh, atmosphere or I forget his full name. Yeah, he did pretty decent. He's been playing snow for like 
since forever. Mm-hmm. No, he, and, and then uh, I know um well not he so he also used the Gyarados Chiyu balance team early mm-hmm. on in Jet in Series Three. Him, him and everybody. And, uh, um, it's like it was him and Fiona played that team yeah. as well. Everyone, I mean, if you're not playing balance like right now. You're not doing yourself any favors, as well, like I agree as, on that. As, as 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 like controversial as that may sound, I guess, or a hot take or whatever, if it is. But I honestly think if you're not playing balance, you're not doing yourself any favors. You have like off meta players even know like I have to know the ba- the balance matchup. Yeah, if I don't, I, I think I'm dead in water. I think right now the best way to put it, because uh, um, Spacky Titan and I have talked about this, like in terms of, like choosing teams. I think one of the things, like in taking that into advantage, um, if you are super confident in your play, then just play balance and be the best team, and you can because you can always play or diff with those teams. Exactly. Mm-hmm. However, if you don't think like you can go toe to toe with like a seasoned balance player. A more hyper offense team to try to get them on the back foot, even just get them in an uncom like even in a slightly uncomfy lead situation could really help, and that is like where I think Snow comes in because in the grand scheme of things, if you get into a position where you can just lead like bomb a snow bundle or position that and just start that blizzard spam pressure, are you hunting for freezes? Well, absolutely. Let's- also, like you said, player diff, like yep. nails, as mean well, no, as it may sound, is, or harsh as it may sound, nails player diffed everyone he played. You, you know nails what I mean? player diffed with snow. Yeah. So like, which is why it's good. Is I'm, not, snow, I'm not putting. I don't same question: it... Is snow good or is just nails really good? And we know nails is really good. You know what I mean? Like. I, I want to put Snow in the tier with freaking Klefki in it. I'm not asking for it to be... Oh, Klefki's like probably not going to be oh, in this okay. tier for very long. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't... Alberto Al, 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 Lara single-handedly put Klefki yeah. on the map. So, yeah. like... No one Nobody else is doing any good team. with Klefki but Alberto Lara, because yeah. he's Alberto Lara. Exactly. Like yeah. I don't, Klefki's probably not going to stay on the good tier for very, very long. There's a lot of these good tier Pokemon that we had put in here at the start to kind of like maybe predict where the meta, like the meta, could be going, and a lot of it paid off and some of it didn't. And I think Klefki, unfortunately, is one of those casualties of we thought it could do good, and it, I think it was just a player picked it up and did well with it rather than it actually just being a a good Pokemon in the format. I think I think changes you've got to make. I think are how well Vex Caliber and um, <clears throat> Iron Bundle have done. Yeah, like, like you have to put them in must-have answers because like it's, 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 Vex Caliber is like the alternative to what is I think hands on balance teams. Yeah, um, this is uh the unofficial Ice Life episode. I'm vibing yeah. right now. See, First of my vibes today. I'm in the um, opposite this game is, from Max Caliber. This is where I'm with. This is where I'm with Row on it. Like these ice types are really good 
I'm not so much sold on Obama snow. And I think that's a hill I'm willing to die on. But these two ice types, just for the sake of roll, like Excalibur and Iron Bundle are very good. Not just strong and consistent. They're must-have answers. And to be fair, literally anything answers Iron Bundle because it's pretty frail. Yeah, kind of just but, like how the same thing, anything answers Chiyu. Well, if yeah. you put it behind the screens that your Obama Snow sets, sets up and then put it in snow. I yeah, love that yeah. everyone just like immediately goes to Obama Snow setting the screens. You just set it with Bundle. Bundle's faster yeah, than everything else. Yeah, yeah, but Bundle's my Bundle was wearing Bundle's glasses on. He has, 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 has his little specky. Well, that's your problem. There's your issue well, right would... there. Yeah, that's that's the problem. If you're running specs, well, that's the thing. It's like bundle. I do like the fact going back oh, back to like Obama snowing. Okay, actually, before we we I do my last thing, why are we putting Obama snow? Because I have not it in good. I, I like Obama snow oh, yeah. good. Um, <laughs> the reasoning behind this, for me in my in my opinion, is Obama snow's stats are actually decent. Cheers. The typing has always been the problem, right? And bundle being able to benefit from the snow that it sets and kind of just answers a lot of the problematic types that obama snow has in general it works out and kind of helps boost obama snow's playability there um like you can give obama snow assault vest and then you have a defense boost from the weather and an assault vest item boost and so now both your defenses are actually above average and you're actually fairly bulky still so you can yeah. do Blizzard Spam, Icy Wind Spam, Giga Drain, Earth Power, whatever you Earth want to power. do. It. Isn't it um, even on both attack stats? I believe so. Yeah. So like, there's also yeah, so like, I know, physical. Like, like, yeah, I've like, even um, seen like just mix sets where I mean it's mostly special, but they have that ice shard to pick up that for that priority to like pick up like the last like. 15, 20 points of damage you need in a Pokemon, or if you bring something down to Sash, now you're threatening with the uh, with the priority. Um, no, it's uh like, and I think that's one of the reasons why this snow is so good is because you actually have multiple ways of playing both Obama Snow and Bundle. Bundle could have like you can have uh, overall. Uh, Aurora Veil on both, and to be quite honest, it's like I don't think Nails had Aurora Veil on either of them. I know, I know for a fact he had a Specs bundle, and I can't remember what his Obama Snow was. Uh, the Obama Snow was, was a... Sash. Was Sash? I'm not sure if it was Aurora Veil Sash. I think I it had I Aurora Veil on. I'm pretty sure it did. Let's we can you can find that, but more, more the point I'm saying is like you can have like the sash, like the Aurora Veil on either. You can throw the specs on, um, on the bundle. You could have like sash on bundle and light clay or vest on Obama Snow. Like there's a lot of different item and set combinations that you can do with both Pokemon. That is really great. And again, going with bundle um and backs. If I had to choose between the two of which one I would put in like the move up from like the strong like the strong slash consistent to like the must have answers for i think at this point um especially 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 if you are a dozo player 
Jaden answer Iron Bundle. Um, bundles on the, especially more so on the non-snow variants, are running Encore, and we found we've learned that Encore is a very very powerful move. Um, now that we are past the Dynamax, um, shenanigans like generation. <laughs> uh, fun fact: We're going to see how long it takes for me to say Sword and Shield in reference of a Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, again. right. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, it's like Encore. Like this is a movie that's really, really good, and we've seen it like Encore bundle next to Amoongus. Not even just a clear smog Amoongus, just like a regular Amoongus. Those two together just completely shutting down. Um, honestly, the second best archetype in the Western meta right now with, with balance being number one, like Dozo's number two. And so that's why I think like Dozo, I mean not Dozo, that's why I think Bundle is in the um, must have answers. I'm not 100% sold on Baxcalibur moving up as a must answer, just mainly because the Palance team can get away with not playing Baxcalibur at all. Okay, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's still a strong down, Pokemon. Though. Oh, no, it's not moving down. Yeah, it's, if anything, it, it stays put. Like, Baxcalibur's still yeah, good. that's fair. It's just, I don't know if you want to move it up because of where it's at. Ice Dragon is still, like, a scary typing to have in this format. Just mainly because everything's carrying, like, fighting coverage for the Ruin Pokemon and steel coverage for Fluttermane. So you almost are always forced to Terra Baxcalibur when you bring it. Yeah. And I feel like that really makes you kind of like one dimensional for your squad. So I like having it I do stay agree where it's with at. That. Uh, I, I definitely do agree with that with, with back. So one thing I do like about it again is the numerous types of sets you can run with it. The AV Terra ground sets with earthquake spam, especially next to Gyarados. Um, you're lo like, it legitimately can use loaded dice. Um, Icicles, like the loaded dice icicle icicle spear uh dragon dance set yeah, loaded dice icicle spear dragon <laughs> dance sets are really great you can even just do like a simple protect three attacks um bax is uh it, it still is a really good pokemon that you can do a lot of different things with yeah yeah um, go ahead it, it is what it is <laughs> i think it's really good it's just really i know I, I i i do as well like like i mean I'll definitely take it staying in like that strong tier and not like the must have answers tier four. Um I, I was more so like let's not move it down. Yeah, um, it's not going okay. down. If anything goes down, it's probably this Gothitel and this Dragapult. Yeah, so Dr yeah. Dr I mean I know we were just talking about how it's like Obama Snow had a top four and I was pounding the table almost literally, uh, for it to be moved up to good. Um Dragapult has a ring. In Gen three, and like Gen three, in <laughs> that's my mistake for the night. In Reg C, <laughs> and and we're like, yeah, no, it's actually not that great. Um, I mean, yeah. I have used like Dragapult Champau, and it's super fun to use. Um, Dragonite's just better. Yeah. I don't know if it's just better. I think Dragapult and Dragonite do different things, and what Dragonite is doing is better. See, my my thing is like I've always kind of been like cognizant of I guess is like how players play them. 
Like Justin Tang was the one who used Dragapult, right? I believe so, yeah. And he won. He again with the snow thing. Like it's nails. It's Justin Tang, and these players are very good at the game. And it takes for Justin Tang to go like, "Hey, I want to put Dragapult here." He, you have to make it work. I think. He's made tweets saying he's got like nine, twelve hours logged in on his phone for battery usage on um like Pokemon Showdown. Just going to work. Yep. What what I'm saying is these players play these Pokemon very, very well. And play their teams very, very well because they put in the work, put in the practice. Why I think strong and consistent to me means like with Zacian for uh, Sword and Shield, you could drop it on a team and go like, okay, this is what you're going to do, and you're going to do it 100% of the time. And that's, no matter what you do, you're going to do well with it because it's on your team. Mm-hmm. And it's going to do what it, like, it's there to turn you off from bringing that um, for Dynamaxing, blah, blah, blah. That's neither here nor there. But... Strong and consistent to me is those Pokemon you you can drag and drop onto a team and go like, okay, this is going to do really well on this team just because I can put it on that team. And it's, that's strong and consistent to me. It's drag and drop. Hmm. So like Dragapult being, that's fair. being um, strong and consistent doesn't really put that there, especially not for Sword and, or Scarlet and Violet because... Um, it's not doing the same thing it did for Sword and Shield, where it was consistent in colossal teams, and um, like you needed it for other niche things like Will O Wisp and be your like special attack. Anyway, but um, I agree with Carl. It's not as good as Dragon Knight, and it's not as consistent as Dragon Knight, and um, it it comes down to the player. And Justin Tang did really well with it, but you don't see anybody else with Dragapult. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's it's the same situation with things like Orthworm, right? Orthworm yeah. won an event, and it's just so, it, it's most likely part of that is just the player knowing their matchups and winning with it, rather than right. Orthworm suddenly being this super strong Pokemon. No, the whole team was built around supporting this Orthworm to make it actually decent. Yeah, if, so it I will, your, I, if it were your option, yeah, like you said, you build everything to be like, okay, if Earthworm needs to come in this game, this is what I need to do to support it or make it or enable it to do its thing. So, so with that being said, with you picking up like benching Orthworm, like I, that isn't mine. I do want to. Uh, talk about because we do have it currently in the needs help tier. I already had moved it to niche before we started recording. Oh, sick. Okay, well that 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 yeah no <laughs> okay never mind then that's fair. Uh, and, I, I mean, also like, moved Gudra out like... of that needs help into uh, the niche category as well because it also has a uh, decent finish to its name and it needs referenced. Okay. Yeah, and and I will go and say that like. If Orthworm has like another like really good finish, Hartford, you could probably move it up to good. Um, I, I'd say like out of all the Pokemon right now that have like 
glowed up, so to speak, uh, from the start of the meta to now, I think the one that's glowed up the most is Orthworm. But it's like you do have to play it on a specific sort of team. What does help Orthworm a lot is that its best partner is all also like one of the most defining Pokemon of the meta, Ting Lu. And so anything that is like really, really, really good next to Ting Lu is going to be at least like usable in some way, shape, or form. Like letting Ting Lu be able to spam earthquakes is always going to be a good thing. And then send up the shed tail. Uh, just like the ground resistance in general, because you could switch it in um, against like opposing um, Ting Lu's to like eat hits uh, for your partner, then maybe set up another like safe um, like shed tail. So, so it, it it's it's blowed up a good bit. The reason why yeah. I specifically mentioned just like it, the team is built around it. I believe every single Pokemon outside of Orthworm had a ground type coverage move on it for that team. Uh-huh. All the Pokemon could trigger it to give it HP. So, like, yeah. that's why it's just, like, it's not quite going to move up into good because it has a, a, a essentially a ring. Um, mainly just because the rest of the team around it is the reason why it happened to show up and win. Um, looking through some other stuff, I moved some, a bunch of Pokemon around while you guys were talking about stuff. Um, I moved King Gambit up from good to strong and consistent. I think it probably deserves to be there. Uh, I moved Torkoal like... up from good to strong and consistent. The Sun teams are starting mm-hmm. to be an actual dominant force again, like we kind of expected them to be. Um, Out yeah. out Joe UX9 yeah. for finally getting uh, his uh, Scarlet and Violet championship. Joe literally yeah. took the same team and just run it back to back and won the VR event and then won Portland. Literally yeah, just boom, boom. He knew his team. He knew what to do. So that brought Jump Bluff no, up because I think Jump Bluff now has become like the best chlorophyll on. Hands down. Yeah. I I'm, I a hundred percent. It's um. I think you should also like, bring. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, you go. You go. Also bring up Mouse Ape. I, I have brought. I have brought up. I did bring up yeah. Ape. I brought Ape up with uh, to good with the mouse there. I think I, I they think... should be up and strong consistent. I could well, see that. Well, it, it's well... it's it's weird though because it's like best finish for both mouse and ape. Or they weren't together. I I think ape is good. I think it's like specific teams where uh, mouse hold, especially on hyper offense, is able to be. But um, supportive, also that supportive blue. Um. Paul Ruiz, he finished second at uh No, he he did, but I think going with what you were saying, it, it, it's oh, Paul Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, and he has well. had a lot of really great mouse ape. Um I think one of the things with it is it's and I think you can also say this with Gothitelle, because I'm assuming that like we move Gothitelle down. Uh, I always, like I initially I was like, hey, maybe Goth could be really good. This is a very switch heavy meta. Everything is really based around being able to pivot in position. And having a Pokemon that stops your opponent from pivoting positioning is great. And then you look at the Fluttermane in the room and then you realize that it's it was like one of those things where it's like in theory the theory of it it's better than the practice. 
think in general Mousefe is sort of in the same spot. Um, in theory, it should be doing amazing into this meta, and then in practicality, it's just it is a it, it's weirdly enough a difficult team to pilot. Um, it's not as simple as the click beat up click rage fist that we were so used to in series one and to a lesser extent in series two. Um, there is a like there's a lot more answers. People know how to play it more. They know that. To an extent, the mouse is actually more important than the ape, mm-hmm. yeah. and how to take those approaches. Like I know people will spec their flutter mains. Like if they're like specs flutter main, where their flutter main will oko mouse um, with moonblast, um, and it's like once you get rid of that mouse and you get rid of it early enough, the annihilate um, isn't able to position itself or get the damage output well enough. So it's like again, like one of those things where someone like Paul Ruiz, who has a lot of that experience, not just in general, but specifically with the team, uh, I believe he went top eight at EYC with it as well. But he top eighted another major with um, Mouse Ape. It's like like it's not a team you can pick up right now. Expect to go an event to an event in a couple weeks. And like do do super super well with it. I think it's like one of those things where if you haven't been, unless there's a drastic meta change, if you haven't been like the mouse ape person last month or so, you might not be able to like get that experience needed to like make it really really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I think putting them both in good is, is fair right now. Okay, <laughs> I agree. I got to. Picking up what you're laying down. Yeah, <laughs> I have Concessions to have like, like have one. Been made for each player. <laughs> I, I I I need to have one win today. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about some of my downgrades I made here. Uh, I moved sure. Wochien down. I moved Vendidi mm-hmm. down. I moved a lot of the priority stopping stuff down and the trick room stuff down just because mm. I trick room as much as we've tried. I don't think it's ever going to get solid footing in this format just because of the fact that there's Fluttermane running around to hit most of the setters and if you're not hit super effectively by Fluttermane there's usually something else out there that's just going to beat up whatever your sweeper is um you just reminded me um what is it uh Bronzong oh yeah no it's yeah Bronzong since we're talking trick room I think Bronzong should be... Where is it? Here. It's in the needs help because a lot of the problems that Bronzong had was uh, Fluttermane just blows you up still. Um, so you, you definitely need to work with... like there's. I thought... I my opinion, there's better Trick Room setters than Bronzong right now. Specifically like Farigarath and um, Mimikyu. But... Um, Bronzong definitely probably should be down here with the rest of the big setters in niche. Yeah, I think so yeah, too. I was going to say, but I can definitely see Bronzong in niche. It's in other Pokemon. It's done actually next to uh, Obama Snow. I believe it was uh, um, Bars at UIC. Uh, I cannot remember. I know he was on stream. It was a uh, had the weak. He was he had the weakness policy. Obama Snow. Voice band Ting Lu. I remember this one, yeah. Yeah. That was a wild yeah, so, team. 
So bars, I I actually believe he qualified with the points from that event with that team. Uh, Probably. Shout out to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think like I I agree with uh, Manny there that um definitely go to niche. Um, yeah, it has it has pieces. Where I dang was it was it EUIC or was it um I think it was EUIC. That was the last time I remember seeing like Bronzong like on stream. Yeah. Yeah, because I forget who was it. Was it Bars? Was it the guy you were talking it about? Was Bars? Yeah, he. I think there might have been like... another Bronzong player. Um, every single time I say Bronzong, I think of Aaron Zhang during Worlds last year yelling "Ding Dong, it's Bronzong." <laughs> it wasn't at Worlds. It was it wasn't Worlds. It was uh, was it NAIC? I thought it was NAIC. Whatever. He, yeah, he was casting an event, and all I I just remember I was. Uh, working during the event like a responsible person sure. uh, and I was looking at a spreadsheet and all I heard was ding dong is Bronzong I looked at my other screen like what the heck is going on it's that's I saw that match and I was like wow this guy just demolished the other player it was like a 2-0 it was convincing I, I don't know. Bron- Bronzong's a cool Pokemon. It's one of those yeah. Pokemon where it's like, I want to like. I want it to be good. Like I love it. Bronzong as a Pokemon. I want it to be good. I just, I know for a fact. No, I, 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 not... I, it's more so like my thing for Bronzong with me is I don't think I'd be good enough using it. It's like Carter I, I and Amoongus. Think... I try to get Carter yeah, to but play the thing with Amoongus, like, and he I... thinks he's terrible with it. Yeah, but at least it's like my Pokemon's like niche. Like his Pokemon's like mandatory. <laughs> And uh, with you bringing up Moongas, that's one of the reasons why we're moving down Wochien. It had a lot of really great hype in the beginning. It is a fan favorite. Everyone just realized realized that, wait, Amoongus is just better. It's not even that Amoongus is just better. It's that Amoongus just eats you alive. Right. Like a Pollen Puff just... When Pollen Puffs usually don't do enough damage, it just kills Wochien. Um, yeah, being ha- having to be having to like f- have a force Terra for a support, a support Pokemon, Pokemon. <laughs> right? It's crazy. It's, it's so bad. Why? It's so unfortunate. <laughs> and especially because, like, I think it's at the point where, well, I mean, Flutter Mane's the one, but I think it might be more of a one A. Well, Amoongus yeah. is one B. Like Amoongus has been. Absolutely, like insane like, in this um in this format. At this point, like my my top list of like Pokemon are like that are must play is literally Fluttermane, Amoongus, Palop, and Arcanine. Tinglu's no longer yeah. in the conversation with that. It's literally those four, and then you can pick whatever other two you want. No, I I agree. I know it's um I know um Jess has talked to me about. Like I know, like 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 with that Palance core, how for a while like was her and I want to say Justified Joe, the team that they built, um, that Joey ran in the uh, in the in um, our Invitational was uh, Palance core with uh, backs and Iron Hands instead of running it with Ting Lu. The idea of it was like you could get into like a positioning situation where Ting Lu was lowering the damage output of your Fluttermane, 
and that the backs and the iron hands were like giving you better matchups um but like really with that core it's it's those four and then fill out the rest yeah um, like what, like with like what, whatever matchups you want to like do better. Yeah, in. whatever matchup you want to win, you just bring your two tech Pokemon to kind of shore that up. Um, let's see here. What else did I move? I moved the Taurus down. I moved. Uh, yeah. I moved Sizer up because I think Sizer actually is decent again. Now that we're, getting I think in, it's getting there. Now that we're getting into the the must answer flutter main chen pow bundle stuff like yeah bundles neutral hit from for bullet punch but it still hits you like a truck like even mm. with your high defense it's still a sizor um my my other big move down i took roaring moon out of good roaring moon's just it just isn't it yeah yeah like and so then this is something uh i don't know if you saw this or not manny uh paul chua he won um euic with roaring moon and oh. i missed that final great final it was uh the palance versus palance it was pretty much like the only difference was roaring moon versus Baxcalibur. literally that was the only um, difference <laughs> yeah okay. and it's like it came down to paul making a really great t1 lead like reed uh, in game three to take out um the backscalibur because if like the backs the reason why palance teams because initially it was like roaring moon was like that great dragon spot because it went back to the series two like Pal like there was a series two palafin balance team if like it was like pretty much the like palance core and then you had Iron Hands and Roaring Moon as the fifth and sixth spots. Mm -hmm. The initial change, like when Regulation C dropped, was it wasn't for Iron Hands keep um, Roaring Moon. So then, with everyone having the Dragon type and the Ground type added, that's why people started like using Baxcalibur. Uh, um, ground about to what I was going to say. Um, in the New England Discord, which Paul Chua is a member of for some reason, not going to question it, but um, sure. yeah, uh, he went and said he's like this. T he himself didn't think like this was. It was just the team he used. He's like this is not the optimal version, and specifically, specifically like noting like the Roaring Moon spot. Yeah. Um, I think it can... I know we actually had a member of our community... Yeah, we had somebody asking about it in the Discord a little while ago. Like, and... Yeah, I think it was either yesterday or today, and, like, the answer I gave them was, like, I think it's a lot of positioning. I think if you can get a Dragon Dancer 2 off with Roaring Moon and do a lot of damage, you can go off. Mm -hmm. uh, you could say that if you're... Uh, but, like, Baxcalibur can do the same thing. If, if, if you give your Baxcalibur a Dragon Dance going to do a lot of damage and it's going to get a lot of KOs um, along with the fact that Roaring Moon right now is against Fluttermane the most forced Terra known to man and it's not like Baxcalibur where you can go defensive Terra and still do a lot of damage with Glaive Rush you really don't have that high damage output move plus stab unless you're going Booster energy, terrifying acrobatics. Yeah, like that's the that's so, the thing, right? It's like 
terrifying yeah. acrobatics with booster energy is the big like calling car for roaring main and it's just it's not as effective anymore right there's no big mm. like unless you're hitting it specifically like an Amoongus, you're not really elcoing a whole lot that like that's going to be like defensively bulky. You'll elco, I think you elco Fluttermane with it, but you're not outspeeding Fluttermane <laughs> most of the time anyway. So yeah, you would definitely need like if you're speed booster and, and it's speed booster and you get a Dragon Dance off. I know a lot of Flutter Mains right now, especially with these bulkier ones, they are starting to invest a little more in special attack to pick up certain KOs. Um, and, like, I think, like, the speed marks they're hitting are, like, making sure you outspeed, like, base 100s or something along the lines of that. Like, you aren't really... So, like, again, like, if you get the boost from your booster energy, and you can safely get a Dragon Dance up, there's a decent chance that you'll be able to outspeed a Fluttermane at this point. Like, like the max, max Flutters are, uh, like, yesterday's news. Yeah. Uh, but again, I'm saying, like, you're able to safely get up that Dragon Dance, which... Unless you've got a Moongus or Mousehole sitting next to your Roaring Mane, you're not gonna, your Roaring Moon, you're not gonna get that off. Yeah, and even, like, again, like, what we were just saying with the mouse holds, like, people are specking their Roaring Moons to knock out the mouse hold turn one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you start playing Sash. <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, I, I, again, I, I can agree with uh, Roaring Moon moving down to niche. There, there's... There's better dragons. Oh, yeah, like, that. That's the that's the inverse of what, like, sword and shield was right like sword and shield was all about like the steels and the fairies being very very popular and things like that eventually it became a very steel heavy format just because max steel strike was such a good dynamax move nutty um but then but now like this format like all the dragons are back and they're very very popular and and part of it is i think that's just like what the format is designed to be like like there's there's a reason we have dragonite garchomp uh hydreigon salamence like we there's a reason we have all of the the big like 600 base stat dragons in the format right that's in this game they wanted them to be here they wanted them to be good and Mm. i think in that long list of pseudo legend dragons roaring moon is now just like at the bottom of the barrel yeah and speaking of other pseudos, um, I'm assuming you moved it down. Hydreigon just really yeah, hasn't. Yeah, Hydreigon joined it. The me- Hydreigon just immediately went with it. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, poor Hydreigon. <laughs> uh, I moved Murkrow up because it's starting to tick up in popularity because Don Dozo's starting to tick up in popularity. Um, what else did I change? I think that's it. No, I think like... Going through, uh, do you still have Goldango and Good? Yeah, Goldango's not really, it's not really a moved up or down kind of spot yet. And, I mean, I'd say that's fair. I, I could see a situation where I know a lot of people talk about the Terra Water Goldango being in People love mind. it against Palance, and, like, that's you're just not yeah. doing enough, in my opinion. You are forced to Terra this thing every single oh, time into, into that matchup, and... I don't know. I don't think that's enough for it. You're not outspeeding anything that's pertinent. So you have to mm. Terra so you don't go get Oko'd. 
but then you also are taking at least one shot regardless. It's going to be a neutral hit because you're yeah. you're taking either a shadow ball that's neutral or a moon blast that's neutral or like you're taking some kind of damage that's neutral damage and you're just sad because now you're like you're only gonna get one make it rain off and you gotta hope that that's enough right um the other problem with my have with gold angle is like is chi Yu starting is starting to be popular too so chi Yu just makes it a yeah. little bit scarier for you to sit in front of anything because it's just like oh cool special defense that you no longer have i'm just gonna blow you up <laughs> And no chi, and again chi as well. Like that Terra Water chi, you I love that is, thing. <laughs> I I know. I love it. But that's again like the other thing that's like turning into like a really great balance answer. Um, is that Terra Water chi you again next to? I um, I said it next like to. Amoongus. I said it next to Amoongus. I have nasty plot on that sucker. I clicked one nasty plot, and you just start okoing things. Neutral hits, just it just starts eating everything. It cheese cuts off. Sixty-eight, yeah. It's like sixty-eight modest after a nasty plot is okoing. Like I think it's like maybe not a hundred percent okoing, but like I think it's like eighty something percent of the time you're taking out a palafin, mm-hmm. and you have like just enough speed where you're speed creeping that palafin, and then you just bulk dump the rest. Yep. And it's, I think it's like one of the things that just in general with these, um with these like like the open team sheet formats is that your um your ev spreads are super important oh yeah ev that's like like that's that's where the creativity comes from yeah all right i think with that i don't have any other options i think i want to change on the tos i think everything else is fine where it's at so i will send us back over to where everybody can see us so we can get on out of here yes um Anything you guys want to say before we wrap up the episode here? Uh, how far are you guys, just for the record, how far are you guys in uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Uh, Rito Village. I made it to the Wind Temple dungeon thingy. Yeah, I think me and Carter are about the same spot, but different like exploration map stuff. Done. Yeah, probably. I, I, yeah. Got, I got sidetracked a little bit, but then I got on track real quick. I got sidetracked a lot and then kept <laughs> dying to uh uh there was one tower I was trying to get to and I just kept dying. Uh, so after maybe an hour or two trying to figure out how to kill them, uh I gave up and said maybe I should try something else. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Um I got yeah. stuck on I was I went and did some geoglyph thing mission with one of the, I think it was Impa is what is where the yeah, mission Impa. goes. Impa takes you to do the geoglyph thing. You go and look at the map in the for in the temple or whatever. I got stuck in the canyon because <laughs> I couldn't climb out of the canyon, so I had to walk the length of the canyon to find mm-hmm. a balloon so I can go up the canyon wall to get to Rito Village. <laughs> Spoilers, but um. You're, I was stuck in a well for like 20 minutes <laughs> and I forgot you get this new ability. Uh, send or you, whatever. Oh, okay. Let you um, climb up like vertically and 
you could do it at certain spots, but um, I forgot I had that ability. And I was sitting there for like 20 minutes, like, how do I get out of here? I was stacking barrels. I was like trying to climb up <laughs> certain angles and I just couldn't do it. And then I'm like, oh. Ascend is a I, very useful tool. I'll tell you that thing. And I'm like, ascend. Oh my God. And I just did it. But the game, like, I think I'm just a little less. I'm not at the wind temple dungeon thing just yet. I'm like on the path to. Man, I want you to record your reaction when you do that whole get to that temple. I was literally like nerve wracking. It is so scary. Yeah, the whole game That's, is like really nice. It's, oh, I love it. The game is great. It, it's a huge. That is a. Uh, it's huge. Huge. a lot for me to look forward to. Yeah. I I have done two shrines. I'm pretty much still in like the beginning stages of the game uh i've had a so you have very busy so weekend Pro, you have ultra hand what was your second one i have ultra hand mm-hmm. and then i have the combining john yeah uh, pretty much i just grabbed every single rock and stuck <laughs> it to every single stick i have so, that's what i did too. So, so initially i was like I oh this scary. is dumb like, it's not like aesthetically pleasing and then i'm like but it's hilarious. Uh, so e- e- even my shield has a rock. So it's like I have a stick with a rock on my back and a shield with a rock, um, also on my back. So so like the, like those back muscles that Link has, amazing. Right. Either that or I'm just like shredding my character um, into pieces. So I have I have a fun story. I uh, messed up and did the shrines backwards. So I got Ultra Hand, and then me being the dummy went to i literally just went to the snow part of the great sky island or whatever and that's where you can ascend yeah and so i was lost for about an hour trying to figure out how does ascend do anything for me i i'm missing (laughs) something and i completely skipped the uh fuse temple completely skipped it yeah Tried, okay. Um, yeah, I think I think the one I'm heading to right now. Your your next temple um, should be the ascend temple. Yeah, it should be ascend. That, but you can yeah. find um, you don't have. I mean, it took me a second, but you can find uh, I think the warm greaves or whatever they're called. Yep. Yeah, they help you resist the, the cold. cold in um, that area. You could also get spicy peppers, and five mm-hmm. of those give you twelve minutes of cold resist. And that's like more than enough time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I have. I think I have the spicy peppers. Yeah. Um. They're they're everywhere. I do. Yeah. Literally. Uh. No, it was. Uh. This this it's like again like this weekend. It's been one after the other. I know. I I might have even said it on this pod. I initially didn't expect to get, um, the game on launch, and then Amanda was out pretty much all of Friday, and um. She went out with one of her friends uh, for her birthday. Also, shout out uh, to my fiance Amanda. It was uh, your birthday yesterday, and uh, happy birthday! Love Say, you. That, that was my mom's birthday. Was yesterday. Yes. Um, uh, oh no! It, I was going to say um, early shout out uh, mod Tim. Uh, his birthday is Wednesday. Oh, nice! Happy birthday, creator Say. of um, Mouse Lab. Lab Mouse. So you, you flip flopped it. Lab Mouse. Close enough. <laughs> yes um but yeah so it's uh a lot of may birthdays a lo- 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 lot of lrl birthdays 
gonna say Brandon uh, Jason. Smeargles was last week. Mine was last yeah, week. I want to say it was like Thursday. I think his was Thursday because mine was Tuesday. His was Thursday. Oh, I, I'm wait. Yours? <laughs> yeah, mine was last Tuesday. Yeah, I didn't tell anybody. Did you not say anything? Because I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday, man! Jeez, <laughs> another oh. year. It's not a big deal. Um, Make us all look like bad friends. Nah. Yeah, I. I all right, go ahead. Happy no, birthday. so here's the funny story. I gave hints to Carter like four separate times. And it all went over his head. Ooh. He missed all of them. So you can blame him for not mentioning it to anybody else. <laughs> Doing that right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> blame you? And I'm leaving it at that. He'll figure it out. <laughs> he'll listen to the episode and he'll figure it out. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so Tears of the Kingdom was a late birthday present. We picked it up uh, Friday afternoon. I had to get the physical. Why did I think you were late, Maddie? I had it. I, um, no I had it pre-ordered. Remember when they did the uh, two-game voucher thing? Yeah, I know oh, what that yeah. is. Yeah, I thought I about doing that for this one. Just got it with the uh, voucher. I thought about doing oh, that with the move. voucher for like Advance Wars Plus this game, but I wanted. I had to have it physical copy for. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, so my wife can play it on her Switch. Yeah, that that yeah, was so the rule. I. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was I didn't pre-order. I go and I'm like, okay, I, I finished work. I had a couple meetings. Um, what's nice with my job in the summer is that half I get uh, half day Fridays from like the start of May all throughout Labor Day weekend. So we got out early. I get out early. I'm like, okay, let me go to get some lunch, and then I'm going to find Tears of the Kingdom somewhere. I checked like two or three targets and a GameStop, and everything was sold out for physical copies. So I ended up having to go down, do the digital download regardless. And that was about an hour and a half or so to download the it's, game. It's a big so, game. Yeah, it's So huge. by the time Amanda got home, that's when like. <laughs> Game's ready playing. to play, and you're just like. Oh. It defeated the entire process <laughs> of me getting the game. I was about to say, I am. Um... We we went out to dinner on Friday, so it's just like, oh, we'll just pick it up while we're out. I ended up calling at the GameStop up there, and I got the rudest person. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you God. know who you are, person. If You you may not even ever listen to this episode, but you know who you are. And <laughs> I literally, all I did was just ask a simple question. Is like, if you, do you have a copy in stock? It did not say on the website. It said to call the store. And so I called the store, and they're just like, no. No. I don't know why you're calling us. No, we don't have one. I'm just like yeah. all, all you had to tell me was sorry no we don't have one right now we can reserve one later no I got the rudest answer I'm just like okay no I will go someplace mm-hmm. else I ended up going to vintage stock I don't know if you guys have those where wherever you're at uh, they, they deal mainly in like video, old DVDs and retro games and things like that uh, Pokemon cards D&D it's like a weird hobby shop slash card shop thing but they don't actually like do card shop things uh but i ended up getting it there they had a, they had a ton of copies there and i was like yeah here we got one you can pay for it now or you can pay for it later and i just went ahead and picked it up then yeah usually like retro game stores have like new copies of games and nobody ever goes there for that yeah totally yeah. 
They're no, always going to uh... go in stock if they have a few copies. They're never going to sell out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, super retro. The only thing I have is um, 10 minutes on the street from my apartment. There, It's a... Uh, it, in the plaza, they have, a, they have a comic book store. And then right next to that, it's like a collectible store like they have some pokemon cards they have like certain like game like games and stuff but it's it has more of like a pawn shop feel to things than like an actual like game store so to speak it's more so like honestly comes off as like a pawn shop that just deals with games i would say vintage stock is something similar to that it's it's a lot of okay. uh they, they do music they like cds and vinyl they do a lot of dvds blu-rays they also do movie rentals still for some weird reason yes <laughs> um you don't they, they don't it? they don't rent very much anymore a lot of their what they have yeah. for rent is just up for sale um, okay but they do board games they have like D collectibles and plush other plushes and figures and uh they do a lot of manga sales it, it's a nice little just like nerd store like just to go yeah. and like look around if you're like trying to kill time which we were and it just happened to be that I picked up the game there at the same time. It worked out two birds, one stone. Uh, so shout out to Finish Doc. They're great. If you wanna, if you want me to keep touting all your stuff, send me, send me money. We'll, do, we'll talk. <laughs> Not sponsored, Adrian, but could be sponsored. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap them. Yeah, could be. That'd be yeah. a nice sponsor. All right. Well, we kind of rambled there at the end, but I think it's been a fun episode for how the how how the recording session started today. It's been a nice episode. Yeah. Well, I want to Always thank you great. both for coming and hanging out. Um, make sure to go follow these two lovely gentlemen on Twitter. Uh, if you want to, I think I have, yeah, I have both their names below their cameras on the screen for you both. So you can go find them there. Uh, make sure to go choose between me or little lessons. I was about to say, yeah, I was about to say, if you want to go follow the podcast at LR lessons, myself at musical VGC Carter, who's unfortunately not here tonight as at Mr. Missouri 25. Uh, you can go check us out on discord as well. Uh, I don't think the vanity URL works anymore. So check the description down below for the invite. Um, I think we fell below the 14 boosters boosts on discord. So the vanity URL got turned off. Um, so definitely go check the description down below if you want to come hang out with us in the Discord. Uh, come join our draft league that's starting next month. We're working on the tier list, draft list for that. Super excited for that. Um, go check out the website, lrlessons.com. Uh, it's got our. It's going to have our updated schedule of events on it here real soon. It's just been a lot of a lot of stuff going on right now, so we're kind of behind on that. Uh, what else? Patreon. I think that's the only other thing. Patreon. It's the only thing I'm missing. I think so. Uh, for as little as like 50 cents an episode you can go and support us on Patreon shout out to all of our Patreon supporters uh, specifically Johnny Bravo Sr. and Papa Swish I think that's it I think I nailed it all sounds about right I don't know Carter does this every week so I'm out of practice sounds good to me Okay. I, I think you got everything thank you all yeah. for listening slash watching and we will see you all next week bye guys bye guys <laughs>